What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com. Best CBD products delivered to your house. Promo code HAM. And this podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. The promo code is HAM and the numeral one. Mike McGlinchey. All right, Mike, John and I were talking about something that's been taking the world by storm here recently. Okay. And we kind of think it's bullshit that not until the quarterbacks got involved in all the beer chugging did this become a thing that became really popular. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of been a little a, a subtle trend for like a couple of years now. I think the first team to do it was the the uh, Titans O-line. If you remember a couple of years ago, they did that crazy. Playoff hockey yeah, game. Yeah. They, they did that crazy thing with the fish and Taylor, yeah, yeah. you know, Taylor's a crazy guy. So he, uh, he had a lot of fun with that. And I remember asking him about it when we were training together this year. Um, but uh, no, I, I, we all were kind of talking that if we ever, if we had the opportunity, that's kind of what the trend has been in the league. I, every playoff basketball or hockey game that, NFL guys are at, especially O linemen. They they got to do something along those lines, and we decided to try and take it up a little bit. But it feels like the quarterbacks and you. Yeah, know, I don't they, understand they, they get... that. They're like they're, they're not really even. I mean, everybody can chug a beer. Right? <laughs> I'm saying I think what since, you did. I mean, we're that Silicon since Valley. Freshman year of college, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, you waterboarded that. beers with a hockey jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. Wasn't supposed to be a full blown waterboard. <laughs> Um, it was it was kind of supposed to be a tribute to T.J. Oshie, like when he used to do the oh, yeah. the thing. But he normally just poured it to his mouth, and we had you know five or six guys jumping on the train, so it got a little sloppy. But <laughs> I smelled pretty bad after, for the second and third period of that one. And then Bakhtiari is a Bay Area guy. Oh so yeah, like well Bakhtiari, yeah, that was impressive. That was like a back to back to back. <laughs> the back I will give Dave credit because going that kind of carbonation three times in a row is pretty impressive. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he better have given his QB shit the next day because that was a poor performance. Jimmy could hang, couldn't he? Jimmy for sure could hang. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's more of a tequila guy, though. So, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, Mike McGlinchey's on a boat, 
summer, Fourth of July, like how many could you, could you throw them down? Like, I mean, you're enormous. Eighteen beers. Yeah. Um, if you're like eating hot dogs and burgers, yeah, you, you could probably beer. do something like that. We're we, I've gone on a hard train of white claws recently. <laughs> you know, I for uh, they are pretty good. They are delicious <laughs> and they're so refreshing. Um, but me and uh, our equipment staff. We're trying to get them on yeah. board as a sponsor, actually. Yeah, I've been me, actively yeah, reaching well, out. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, hell. Um, I might need to our, use you as my conduit. Yeah, our, uh, our equipment guys were, like, real into them, and we've been hanging out. We hang out all the time on the weekends, and I go over to their house to, you know, have, we steak Sunday and stuff like that, and White Claw has just become the drink of choice, so. Yeah, May 26th, you tweeted, I love at White Claw. Yeah, that was a Memorial Day weekend drunk tweet. You know, I was, I was <laughs> How many White Claws in? Quite a few. They're not that big. They're no, kind of they're slimmer. 12 ounce, like a little 12-ounce slim glass. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're so easy to drink, man. They just keep going down. Well, you know, I was actually there, and we, do, we talk a lot about the Raiders, too. So the barrier, the, the coin flip at the time around here was a really big deal because a lot of people thought, like, that's going to be Roquan Smith. Or, yeah, or Derwin James yeah, or somebody or whoever. Somebody a lot cooler than me. Not anyone <laughs> was saying Mike McGlinchey because all we yeah. talked about was the greatest guard ever to come out your teammate, but right. we weren't talking McGlinchey. Well, it turns yeah. out that that coin flip literally would have been you because the other team also really wanted a right tackle. Yeah. Like you, that, that coin flip determined Mike McGlinchey's life yeah which side of the bay i was living on for the first time you would have had to been moving to vegas in a year yeah that would have been a tough one that would have been that would have been a little out of control but uh no did you have any idea when that coin flip did you even think about it no i because i really had no idea i was coming to the niners um did you think you were top 10 pick uh i yeah i you know obviously everybody thinks they're a top 10 pick right but But like did you think on that? that on draft day um i was playing i brought in my best friends from college and my brothers and my cousins we went out to play golf that yeah. day just to try and, you know, cool out and not think about anything. And my agent called me while I was on the course and said, hey, it's going to be Oakland. If, they're, if you're there at 10, <laughs> it's going to be Oakland. That's and wild, I, man. And so uh, I, was, I, was, I told my mom she was a little upset because she, the last thing she wanted me to do was come all the way to the West Coast. But, uh, you know, surprise, surprise. Ten minutes before they picked, uh, I got a call from John Lynch. They kept it really close to the vest because I only had a fifteen-minute interview with them at the combine, and that was about it. I read they canceled the personal workout. They did, yeah. So it was either uh, come to me or somebody else who was uh, a lot closer in distance, and I guess they had figured me out enough to the point where they didn't need to put me through twenty minutes worth of drills and fly to South Bend, Indiana, in the middle of March. I know John said that he thought that like your personal, and I've been in those combine interviews. I mean, they're so fast. Yeah, he said you blew them away. Did you leave there thinking like crushed it? Or just like that, that went really well. Yeah, I mean, I I think I kind of had that feeling for most of them. I, I, I would say all of them. You know, I know how to talk football. I know how to be, a, a, you know, portray who I am and yeah. and be normal and genuine. Just, a bunch of dudes just genuine. Ball. Yeah, that's all you have to do is be a genuine. <laughs> yes, show they, who you. It's, it's really as as daunting as those fifteen minute interviews are. They are really easy. It's it's fifteen minutes to show how much you know and love football and what kind of person you are, and if you can be genuine. It's it, you can you can kind of capture that because apparently there's not a lot of genuine people anymore. I guess not. <laughs> so you didn't wear a three piece suit? No, I was wearing my you know I was wearing the combine issued shirt and t shirt. You know I I'd, I'd seen I asked my agent, hey, should I like you know dress up for these interviews? And I was like, and then he's like, is an O lineman? No, like the more you want to show people that you don't all you care about is is 
talking about football and not looking the part. When I was with the Eagles, we used to call that a go-to con move. Because yeah, you're like trying they, to fool they, people. Yeah, yeah they yeah, give yeah. you the suit. Everyone's wearing it's yeah, not a yeah, you're not, yeah. it's not a dress yeah, up. So I just yeah, everybody wore the same uniform, and that's what you come in with. You come in with the I think it was Under Armour. It was our colors were weird. It was like a it was like a uh, maroon and black kind of thing. It was a different color scheme for a big guy to be wearing. But it's our uniform for that week. Yeah. Is it true? Like now that you're coming into your second year in the league, like. I hear people say this a lot, like for rookies, the difference between year one and year two, one of the things is that you spend all, all this time, this build up to year one, mm-hmm. not being on a team, just right. practicing to be on a team and flying all over the you country. You don't even really practice to be on a team. Um, for the most part, you're practicing to the, to, for the combine, which, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have just kept training as like, I always trained instead of worrying. I, I wound up not running a 40. I wound up not doing any of like the field running track athlete stuff and you know all all it really matters for especially for my position is just playing football and just playing o-line and um you know i i think that uh year one you spend especially in my position you know receivers and stuff it's all good and you get to train to run fast and but i don't i'm not running fast i'm training to be strong and to be physical and you don't do that for the you know four or five months of rookie training you're 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 doing like the track workouts and you know stuff that's just not in your your realm of comfortableness and um year two is a lot easier you, or, or for most guys you you, you you can't go into the sophomore slump or whatever they call it you gotta you can't take your foot off the gas pedal um everything is is you have to keep stacking days stacking years stacking games you know all that whole deal um, but it, it makes it a lot easier when you know a playbook, when you're, you've done the, the things that you needed to do beforehand. And um, last year, you know, I only got like eight practices or whatever before I even before I took over the starting job in camp. And that's a pretty daunting task for your first year. So you feel like you're swimming a lot and, and drowning a little bit as a rookie at times. But, um, you know, now having a whole year of experience and going up against the best competition – you know that you can do it, and it makes things a lot easier. Do you feel because like I was playing golf on Sunday with a bunch of Niner fans, and I was like, I think I'm talking McGlinchy next week. They're like, Oh, he's basically Joe Staley 2.0. <laughs> like you're just considered like in funny, but also in like they just view you as a good player. Like this guy's going to be one of our well, stalwarts for yeah, years. Like there's that's, that's a, view, like Mike McGlinchy's going to be a Niner for a long time. Well, that's a that's a great compliment. Um, but do you, you know, feel that like everyone's kind of looking at you? you no, know, like I hope that's what the uh, yeah, that's all I can ever hope for. I'm you know I'm a I'm a loyal guy almost to a fault at times, and I don't I I've never you know I understand the business aspect of it, but I don't like bouncing around teams. I I like to wear one color and one name on my chest, and and that's uh that's what I want to do. I want to be a Niner for as long as they'll let me be one, or as long as I can still physically play, and. Um, you know, I hope it's a great compliment to be, you know, mentioned in the same breath as Joe Staley. He's, you know, hopefully one day I can elevate my game to be that because I think every and everybody here knows that he's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. And um, if I can, if I can follow in those footsteps, that's not a Did bad Did Rudy deal. teach you that mindset? Rudy? No. Yeah. Rudiger. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I figured I know who Rudy Rudiger is. Yeah. Um, no, I. I um, How many times do you address the team over your career? Uh, actually, never. You meet him. Uh, ever? I met him once. Yeah, I met him once, um, but never, never addressed the team. Um, you know, but that movie. There's like a like how I mean, like, there's like a I mean, Catholic. Is he me, like how big is he? He's 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 a he's a tiny guy. Was he uh, defensive end? Really? Uh, that's or what, that just that's the what the movie said. I don't really know what the factual. Uh, he got the sack. Yeah. Well, in the movie, uh, apparently he was offsides. Um, <laughs> 
But no, that like we there's like a Catholic TV channel on the cable at like you plug into your dorm room wall. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> normally it's it's like Sunday Mass will come on from the Basilica at Notre Dame, and then the other 22 hours is all just Rudy on repeat. So how many times do you think is that the movie you've seen the most in your life? No, I I probably have, I you know it's it you don't get to you don't watch it as much when you're in college. You know, you, you're right there. You're seeing all the buildings every time and all that stuff. But I, you know, I still pop it on every now and again. Like it was an option on a long plane ride last year for one of our away trips, and I plugged it on just to get a little, you know, the chills of walking down South Bend again. You know, you know, you know what just reminded me is Middlecoff and I lived together for a while okay. in college, and we had didn't we have a play like a champion today? Yeah, signed? I, I ordered it. Yeah, I love. You had I, the real one. I have one. I have one. We well, hit it every. I mean, well, I yeah. the real one. I hit it. Uh, Your four-year starter. Uh, yeah, but I was there for five, so I I started forty games, so forty times as a starter, twelve times the year before that, and uh, you know about yeah, you know, I probably hit that like sixty sixty. I mean, times that was one on of my most day. chair. I mean, I paid like thirty bucks, but I yeah, love that. I, I have one in my house now. It's badass. I bought one for my my house out here. When was I, the last time you hit it? Uh, the spring game. <laughs> I was back there for the spring game, and I I had you have to go down the tunnel every time you're there, you know. It's 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 one of the. Is coolest. that just because the locker room comes forces well, you that yeah, way? Well, yeah, but you just as a player. Yeah, as a player, if, you, if you're in the locker room, that's the way you're getting out of the stadium. Yeah. You know, if you've been there, um, every time I went down, it didn't get old. It never did. Um, every time I went down from the day the first game is it against Temple at home in 2013 on Labor Day weekend, and then my last time at uh, against um, Navy when I was when I was senior day, my fifth year. Doesn't get old, man. It's a uh, it's chills every single time. That's you get pretty on special it. place to say I played it is. football. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it is. It's one of those. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done, yeah. and it will be for the rest of my life. Do you think back to we were talking about Joe Staley earlier? Like once upon a time, I think we always talked about tackles. Like eventually, they've got to move to left tackle. But mm-hmm. Do you feel like the game has changed to a point that you could? Yeah, play I don't right think tackle? it matters at all anymore. Um, I, I like literally at all. I think. Um, both right and left tackles. It's not like the old days where the you know the big slug would go over to right tackle and then the more athletic pass blocker would go to left. Um, if in today's NFL, if you aren't athletic enough to play to protect on the edge, you're not going to do it regardless of what side you're playing. Um, I know last year um, our opponents nine times out of ten the better or the more respected name was normally on my side. Yeah. So, Cleo Mack, Vaughn yeah, Miller. Cleo they all Mack, like? yeah. And then the guys like, obviously, Aaron Donald will move all over yeah. the damn place. But um, J.J. Watt was playing on my side when we were down in Houston. D4 where, at practice, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah, geez. That's that's a new battle every day. Um, but, yeah, so it, the, the most premier pass rushers are still coming off the right side. So um, if I can't protect, I'm not going to be in the league very long. So it's the same position. The only thing that's different is body mechanics. You're a Philly guy. I mean, Lane Johnson feels like he's going to play left, yeah, I mean, right tackle he, his whole career. Yeah, I mean, Lane was picked fourth overall to just to play right tackle, yeah. and obviously, people know um, the value of that. The Niners do. They picked me in the top ten to play left tackle or to play right tackle. Um, I don't know what the plan is. It feels I, like that stigma's just gone. Yeah, it, I mean, it, just in it, general. I mean, it's it's not though. There there are still people. Your like, agent's I, like, wait. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember um, when I was coming out. That was like the dig. Like I was like, I don't know if he's ever going to be an eventual left tackle. I think he's a right tackle. Because and, and I'm like, what the hell's the difference? I, I, you know, I've done both at college, and it was the same on both sides in college. I know it's going to be the same in the NFL. It's the way the game's played anymore. It's not, it's not the same style anymore. But that was 
that was like the one thing that everybody was like making negative of me is always a run blocker first and so he's going to be a right tackle his whole life and I don't know where that narrative started but it was pretty dumb you know your first game you obviously started a right tackle against one of the premier defensive lines, just defense in the league. Yeah, in Minnesota. By about middle of – which was nuts doing the school. They were just yeah. coming off the it's NFC cool place to play. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. That Very place cool. looks awesome. Yeah. By midway through the game, is that McGlinchey at, at guard? Yeah, it was a pain in the <laughs> And I, I think I've seen you say you had never played guard. Before no, I had never played guard. I'd never I, um, – I don't think I even did it at high school. I think that was the one position. Like, I, I had center snaps in high school because our – you know, I went to a school with, like – 30 guys on our varsity and JV teams. So whenever somebody went down, I was just the yeah. guy that needed McGlinchey to just play yeah, both. Yeah, just figure it out. Yeah, just <laughs> Four-man line. Yeah. Well, McGlinchey, you're going to play guard. Well, it's kind of one of those things like, all right, well, we trust you to kind of figure it out. And um, How did the call come in from the huddle? Like, hey, move Mike to – Well, it was a halftime deal. when I The only time I ever played center, our, our center went down with a concussion because he was playing defense too. And they're like, Mike, I don't think anybody else can snap the ball and move at the same time. So – figure it out and I was like okay so I took a couple snaps at halftime we figured it out and it worked out um, but no I never played guard and I certainly didn't do it at a high level um, and in the NFL but you lot, held your own in that game though uh, you know I did, well, didn't really like what was going on on film but it, you know we got through it and it, it's, if you know my team needed me to do it that day so I did it and uh, I don't prefer it <laughs> don't get me wrong I, I want to stay on the outside but um, it was it was a fun experience if if anything all right, we got to uh, get you out of here in a minute, so let's just go ham. We like to just go a little speed round, okay. some quick questions. Uh, and actually, I'll start. I was going to ask you this anyway, but I remember before the Falcon Super Bowl seeing Kyle and your cousin Matt Ryan do a thing, trying to say play calls back and forth. Yeah. So finish the sentence because I don't remember the rest of this play call. I think it was something like exit to east right nasty. Bunch right nasty, three jet, Y water, HGO or something. I, I don't know. I You know what? The cool thing about it, You'll O-line, need I need one. A one number and one word. And so, so in it that tells play, me the direction. It tells me, it tells me one direction and the protection. So, you know, three jet is what it'll tell me which side to go and, and what our protection mechanics are, and that's about it. Loudest Brian Kelly's ever yelled at you? Oh, uh I think when I I had like a weird thing my fourth year at Notre Dame that um, I like had like the yips with jumping off sides, and I did it probably like the sixth time of the year or something like that, and it was early in the season and it was already like my sixth penalty and he came over and got all that you know the red Irish face yeah. that he's got going and you know that was nothing compared to what Harry Heastan used to do so I I could listen to BK yell at me all day that's nothing. All right, call it in the air. Tails, Niners, uh, Heads, Raiders. Heads. Ah, you're a Raider. Ah, well, good thing I'm not anymore. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike. appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.